Hey there, welcome back to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. So today I want to talk about perfectionism. What is perfect anyhow? In my opinion, perfect really doesn't exist and perfectionism is basically an impossibility. (laughs) Yet we all try to achieve it at one point or another. And really there's no actual definition that everyone can agree on or can adhere to. So Uh, My version is different than your version. Every dictionary has a slightly different definition. So today I wanted to dive into what we can learn to do as moms about the attempt that we all try to make at perfectionism. See, I can't even say the word right. So let's get rolling. Welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast, where ordinary mom life becomes positively extraordinary mom life. My name is Jen Moss, and I believe that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Through trial and error, adventures, and stories from my own journey, I've learned tips, tricks, and habits to live the life you've always imagined from the inside out. What you think is what you become, and in order to be extraordinary, you must be open to shifts in your mindset. With laughter, encouragement, and a lot of fun, we will explore motherhood in a whole new dimension through subtle, authentic, non-judgmental, and mindful methods. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you want to be? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing well today. So I wanted to talk about perfectionism because I know it's something that all of us as moms think about often and often try to quote unquote achieve this perfectionism. And I think it's really a rough thing that we all deal with. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about mom shaming and how I feel that it's good to do you regardless of whether or not other people agree or not. And that if we do differ, I think that's a great thing and we should all respect that. So perfectionism seems like one of those things that we as moms feel like we have to achieve in order to fit in or to avoid the shaming. Um, And I just, I don't feel like it's something that is achievable. I really don't even think that there is anything um, called perfection. Um, But that's my opinion. Um, Because, you know, what's the definition of perfect? There are so many out there. I mean, I actually Googled and looked up definitions of perfect. And there's a bunch of them. And most of them are essentially unattainable. You know, one of my favorite authors is Brene Brown, and she speaks on perfectionism. And basically what she says is perfectionism is a 20 ton shield that we lug around thinking that it will protect us when in fact it's the thing that's really preventing us from being seen. And I think that's very poignant and it's something to really think about, um, Perfection doesn't equal self-protection. Perfection means I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. 
And that is how I deem myself worthy of love or acceptance or praise or whatever. And the research actually shows that the pursuit of perfectionism can hamper your achievements. And it's correlated with crummy things like depression, anxiety, addiction, and, you know, life paralysis, essentially. Um, You know, the fear of failing, of making mistakes, of not meeting expectations, and being criticized often stops us in our tracks because we feel like we are unable to achieve this quote-unquote perfectionism. Um, And I think it's not a way to avoid shame. It's a function of shame um, because I think we put it on ourselves that if we aren't whatever inside of our heads we deem as perfect, we feel shame out into the world as far as whether it's as a mother or as a female or as a human being or as a dog parent, as whatever it might be, you know, I think we really find that this pursuit of perfectionism can cause us to feel shame and it can be addictive and it can be very self-destructive. You know, like for instance, if I look perfect and I do everything perfectly, whatever that might mean, then hopefully I can avoid or I can minimize those painful feelings of, blame or judgment or shame. Um, and I, I know I've felt this way, um, in the past. Um, have you, have you felt this way? I think all of us probably have at one point or another. And I think we really, you know, we have looked at someone else and think, boy, I wish that I looked like that or felt like that. Because if I look that way, then I will feel that way, whatever that way is that I perceive that person is feeling. And quite frankly, it's an unattainable goal because just because we look a certain way or your house looks a certain way or your clothing fits a certain way or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that you actually feel a certain way. And I think that you are way worthy of love, acceptance, praise, and grace just because you're you, not for how you look or what you do or what you own or how big your house is or how clean your house is or whatever. And, you know, I really, I understand it's very hard for a a lot of us to not strive for the perfection or um, the perfect house and the perfect behaved children and the perfect clothing or whatever it might be, um, you know, how about we give ourselves a little bit of grace and we just give in just a little bit. And, you know, you don't have to go all in on letting go of this pursuit, but maybe try to let go of just a little bit. You know, maybe you're looking at what you perceive as a perfectly put together house. It doesn't have to just if you're going to let it go, it doesn't mean you have to just let it go and allow it all to be messy and gross and stuff all over the place. But maybe instead of everything being put exactly where you think that it should be put and harping on your children and on your family members or whatever to put things exactly where they belong, maybe a small pile of toys or a pile of stuffed animals or a pile of books or whatever in the corner of the room would be okay as opposed to giving all in and saying, forget it, I don't care, I'm just going to let it go to a mess (laughs) and let everything be a disaster. You know, maybe just a small step of 
allowing a pile. You know, I get really irritated with piles, but we live in a small house. I have two kids. They share a room and we have a lot of books. We're remote learning now. We have a lot of toys. We have a bajillion stuffed animals. And I've kind of gotten to the point where I really try to keep things in closets or in buckets under the bed or whatever. But my kids like to play in the living room. We only have a living room. We don't have like a living room and a dining room and all those kinds of things. We have one great room essentially that is our living room, our kitchen and our dining room. And my kids like to play in the living room and they like to bring all of their blankets. There are 55 blankets downstairs and there are 400 stuffed animals and they like to make forts and they like to do stuff. And honestly, it drives me insane, but I also see their joy and I see how happy it makes them. So I really try to let it go and hope at the end of the day that I can just kind of pile up all their toys, maybe on one of the chairs and fold up their blankets and leave them so they can do it again the next day. Because I know if I go crazy and I make them bring it all back upstairs and I'm screaming at them, trying to get them to do what I want them to do, that it just causes more stress and it causes more angst. And really, (laughs) does it matter? It's not like I'm having people over all the time. (laughs) So, you know, I just, I guess if we look at these kinds of things and we look at healthy striving for excellence, I think that's completely different than this striving prefer. See, I can't even say it striving for perfection. I think my body just doesn't want me to say it because it knows that it's kind of a bad word. (laughs) So, um, crazy, but, um, where was I? So, you know, healthy striving, which is internally motivated. Like I want to be the best that I can be for me versus perfectionism, which is externally motivated, And not about what you actually want, but about what are people going to think about me. I think that healthy striving for excellence is a much better way of looking at things than making yourself insane trying to be quote unquote perfect. Because you know what? People are going to judge you no matter what. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the most beautiful house on the block and you have the best cars and you have wonderful designer clothing and your kids never screw up or whatever, people are still going to judge you. It doesn't matter. We all have different opinions. We all, you know, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, if (laughs) all we do is worry about the opinions and the thoughts of others and strive for their version of perfect, we will forever be slaves to their opinions. And I don't think that's how any of us want to live. So You know, the reality is that nobody's going to judge us more than we judge ourselves. We are judgy judger fest of ourselves. (laughs) So most people are so caught up in their own stuff that they really aren't even thinking about you or me. You know, they just think about themselves probably as much as we think about ourselves. (laughs) So also anyone or someone, anyone who feels good about themselves or isn't afraid of being authentically themselves will never judge or shame you for what you are and what you're doing. It's only the people that feel bad about themselves that will take the time to be judgmental and shameful and try to say nasty things to you online or whether or not it be to your face or to your neighbor's face or whatever. You know, it's not the people that really you should be spending your time on anyhow. Um, 
why use your bandwidth to you know, take what they have to say internally and believe it to be truth. Cause you know, they're probably feeling pretty sad or pretty upset about something. So they're just taking it out on you. <laughs> so anyway, I feel like if we can figure out how to be authentically ourselves, we will attract the people who love and appreciate us for who we actually are. And you know, just the way we are imperfect, perfect, however you want to look at it, imperfectly perfect and all. <laughs> So I really don't think there's any need to attract those people that don't jive with us or to try to be something that we aren't just to get quote unquote followers or friends. Um, So my question for you today is how can you give in just a little bit to your professional, (laughs) to your perfectionist tendencies and just go for healthy striving? Um, I've given into my perfectionism by just talking on these podcasts because I just kind of roll with it and it's me and it's comfortable and hopefully you all aren't annoyed by when I can't pronounce perfectionism (laughs) correctly and you know we just kind of move on because that's me and um hopefully that rolls and resonates with you so I think perfect basically is in the eye of the beholder and in my eye, it doesn't exist. So strive to be you. You is you. You are you. I am me. Strive to be the best, but give yourself grace and love along the way. We got this mama. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would love to know your biggest takeaway. What kinds of things do you go crazy about trying to be quote unquote perfect? Or what can you let go of to allow yourself a little bit of grace and to go for that healthy striving as opposed to trying to be so perfect. Let me know your thoughts. I would love to know. Um, If you want, you can take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tag me on Instagram stories or feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram at livingjoyfulandwell because it would be really fun to keep this conversation going and um I would love to hear from you. I got a lot of stuff coming up. I know I say that on every episode. I may have some even different things coming up. I keep getting all these ideas. I have pages and pages of notes and fun stuff coming. And um, I may, I don't know, it'll be out there soon. So um, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be together with me. I wish you great comfort and good health. And remember, as my mantra always states, get out there and enjoy the day. Thank you so much, friend. I'll see you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye.